0: Welcome to the Easel Studio Podcast. This is the audio version of an episode that was originally broadcast on easel.eu. If you wish to watch rather than listen, go to Easel Campus to see all the episodes on demand.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to ESL Studio, your weekly hepatology broadcast news. In today's episode, we will talk on liver science and social media, and in particular, on next generation metrics for science, beyond journal impact factors, and citations, the role of social media. As you know, during the last years, Twitter has become a powerful platform for science dissemination, education, and discussion, and the field of liver diseases is a clear example. Therefore, the aim of this ESL studio is to debate on Twitter opportunities for improving research visibility and impact, as well as on the best metrics to be analyzed. So please stay in tune until the end. Today, we have on board three hepatologists, international experts in science, communication, education, and social media in the field of hepatology. So first one is Atosha Ravi from uh, Washington, D.C. Welcome, Atosha.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, and thank you for taking uh, this uh, together. So The next one is Juan Tournes from Pontevedra, Spain. Welcome, Juan. Hi, and um, thank you, Jesús, for the invitation. Thank you, Juan. And uh, the third one is Elliot Tapper. Welcome, Elliot, from Michigan, United States. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Professor. Thank you, all three. Uh, All these three speakers have uh, thousands of followers in Twitter and are very active in the social media, and I I guess all of you uh, know them. So just to start this debate, uh, I want to to highlight that many scientists, including myself, are aware of the latest discoveries mostly via Twitter. And this is an important reality. So compared to traditional platforms like PubMed, for example, of different journal alerts, which are the special and unique opportunities of Twitter for uh, the scientific community? Well,
2: uh, uh, I, I start, um, and I think that the, the, the most important thing is that the, 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 the uh, existence of a community on Twitter. Uh, it is not just a platform to look for something. It is a platform where you can find colleagues with the same interest, in this case, in, in liver diseases, uh, under the hashtag liver Twitter, So it is easier to follow any new uh, paper, any new discovery, any new study, and to be updated in, in, an, in a more efficient way. And I, I would like to, to highlight a, a very interesting tweet by, by George Dren, the editor-in-chief of the United European Gastroenterology Journal, that uh, just a few weeks ago, he stressed the, the, uh, the point that the more than 40% of the uh, people who land in the web page of the, of the journal uh, came from Twitter. And, uh, and the second one was uh, Google, if I remember well, uh, with less than 30%. And Baphomet were not on the list. So uh, my answer is yes. Uh, the community is powerful and we can find more information there than in traditional um, platforms or tools.
3: Yeah, I think it's clear that Twitter adds a specific value, and that value is that trusted sources are are fielding for you the studies, the papers that matter to them, and you're hearing from them why. So not only are you seeing the papers on a website or PubMed, but you are getting the context. You're understanding the reason why the study came out and what impact it will have on that patient, on that person's research or clinical care. And that value is something that was almost non-existent in a public and widely shared way prior to the advent of this platform.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the fact that each paper that comes out, um, well, the papers that we value and want to share comes out with almost its own editorial, right? So it's not just, well, this was published, but I'm really interested in knowing in this specific area that I know Elliot does research, what does Elliot think about this? and and the fact that anybody can comment. So I not only I hear about those who endorse you know a paper or would use it or implement it in their um day to- day practice, but I would also hear the other side. And um, to your point, that would not be available unless a journal decides to give a platform of an editorial or edit- or newsworthy to a paper. Whereas this is left to public, public as in liver Twitter community to bring up a paper and continue discussions.
3: You know, I'll add to that that I think your point is is critical that we're we're getting this shared response from an entire public, and it's not just experts like Peter Jepsen opining about the methodological qualities of a specific paper. We are seeing meaningful input from learners around the world, India, the United States, Europe, who are telling us or raising questions that probably were not seen even in peer review. And so within the span of maybe a few hours, you're getting a lot more information about the potential impact and drawbacks of a paper than you would have ever gotten had you read that paper in isolation by yourself. That's
1: a very good point. Yeah, as so all of you discussed and mentioned, this is a community that uh, put together to evaluate the the, the the impact or the limitation of a an study and the, and the next future directions. We will talk later on on, on Twitter engagements no, and, and the type of engagements that are uh, available but do you consider the Twitter engagement as a good thermometer to measure the interest on a specific uh, scientific topic or on a specific study? What do you think on that? So those papers that are receiving a lot of engagements are you know, those that uh, receive, uh, should receive special attention or, or not? Well, I think that the, the, the answer is yes,
2: but there is uh, also no. Uh, I mean, it depends on who uh, starts to tweet about something and how it does. Uh, it is important um, uh, how do you um, present a paper, uh, the results, and how do you discuss and open the discussion to, to other people. So, um, uh, and, and on, the, on the other side, engagement in the end is just a metric, another metric that we can measure. And uh, it is important, um, this metric, It is the same that uh, that anyone answer or makes any question to your tweet or to an Elliot tweet. It is the same that the the, uh, link shares. It is the same uh, as um, I I said in the case of Joseph Dren, the the number of people that following that tweet access the paper in the the journal and download download the full text uh, of the paper. So there are a lot of metrics here that uh, should be explored. Some of them are already included in in metrics, uh, comprehensive metrics like like all metrics, but it is a complex uh, question, I think.
3: Complex in a way, but I I actually think that engagement on Twitter, like the more likes and retweets and engagements, impressions that your tweet gets, the better you feel. That's for sure. And it's super (laughs) cool when you get a lot, but what really matters is if somebody read the work if yes. it made a difference to them. If I got one email from a reader saying that was a great study or that meant a lot, or if I got a few people citing it saying it was an important study, then that to me would mean more than thousands upon thousands of likes. And I think what's really lacking is even as our community gets more robust, we have not developed in parallel a robust way to assess the impact of what we are doing as educators and researchers in this platform. And so we rely on the, that which can be measured easily and use those proxies, assuming that they translate to bigger and better things. And I think by and large they do. So we agree in part. Mm-hmm. But what matters to me are those rare but important events. Yeah, yeah it, it is important. It, to, sorry to say, but it's important yeah, to,
2: to know what is called the Kardashian effect. <laughs> uh, Elliot was talking about that when you have a lot of likes and retreats and you Have uh, that you feel full of happiness just for that, but that I think that in the liver community that is not the question. I think that we are stick to the to science and to discuss. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Atusa. Yeah. Uh,
0: No, I think you know comparing that to something like journal impact factor or or number of times the article was shared. I think as opposed to considering them sort of um, one or the other, they're complementary. However, I. Do know and I'm aware that if you know any of us right now wants to submit to a journal, we don't really look to see how this journal is uh, well distributed or liked or shared on Twitter. We just looked at their impact factor. Um, on the other hand, if I for example have a section in my CV that says that I participated in easel Studio today and I have you know 5,000 followers, uh, there is no clear path for me to um, use that as a supplement to promote myself in academia. So not only the burden is on us to come up with the ways to um, objectify exactly what we're doing and what is the impact, there has to be a buy-in from the other side, as in um, you know, academic medicine and journals to validate that these are ways to promote um, science and education and we are contributing and there is no hierarchy as in one is better than the other there are different methods and i'm more comfortable using you know this method and somebody might be more comfortable in doing a journal club with 12 people in the same way as that would get a credit for um, academic promotion this should also be counted for
1: do you think that journals that are active in Twitter are more attractive when you are considering to submit a manuscript so would you select if you have different uh, consideration o- on, on journals and you find that one of the journals is very active and and do uh, the presentation of the articles in a nicely way uh, and, and and do you think do you would you choose this uh, journal as a Potential one compared to the others that are maybe not active in your, in Twitter.
0: Not now, but I, but I hope that that would be something that I will look at. Like I would go to a journal webpage and say this is their impact factor, and this is their Twitter factor or whatever social media platform we choose. Um, so so and and I would consider both and see if for that particular paper which one is more important to me.
3: Yeah, I think that I agree with you, right? I, it doesn't really play into the calculations that we're making mm-hmm. at present, but that's in part due to a lack of, of appropriate marketing on the part of mm-hmm. the, the journals. Because a, a, a journal being active on Twitter by itself That's not not really important, but what really matters is Mm -hmm. how aggressive and effective that journal is at marketing your work, at getting that work downloaded by the people you want to read it. And perhaps we could start to show just how well our articles are getting downloaded, and you can start to see that the ones that are effective on Twitter are likely to be uh, associated with a greater degree of engagement and traction in those conventional metrics.
0: Mm.
3: Well, that's uh, that's
1: that's very good. I want to go more in detail on the metrics that we just uh, discussed a little bit. You know that during the last years, the different funding agencies uh, of research request to have a very clear dissemination plan for the results and also to show different metrics on impact. So Twitter offers different metrics uh, in in the line of engagements, for instance, likes, retweets, commentaries. Do you think that Twitter measures are good impact deliverables? And in this regard, which kind of Twitter measures do you find of more interest?
0: So, you know, to avoid the, as Elliot said, we're we're not coining this term, Kardashian effect. Um, I I do believe that in um, scientific liver Twitter community, um, we probably value um, comments, retweet with comments and um, engagement and specifically if that engagement then ends up with um, clicking on the link and actually going to that paper or going to the webinar that you shared and wanted engagement um, as opposed to likes. Um, whether that's where, but that is what Twitter offers, right? So we haven't we haven't made our own metrics. Whether that's where we're going to stop and say, um, you know, we're going to accept this as a scientific community using a social media platform, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there should be other ways to assess engagement just beyond likes, comments, and retweets. Um, to me, if I'm if I am sharing something. To me, the most important thing at the end of it is that how many people um, actually clicked on the link or the paper. Um, And and I I believe that's sort of universal because at the end of it, the engagement is, um, that means that they, they went that second step.
3: Yeah, I agree again. You know, when you're submitting a grant and you have to write your dissemination plan, I often wonder what they're expecting to hear. And my sense is that stodgy study sections are expecting to hear your plan to publish in journals or present at conferences where your work will be heard by untold tens of people. But if you started talking about your Twitter and social media presence, they, they might think of this as not on the same level, even though you're going to be seen by many more people by orders of magnitude. So I think it's critical that we start to come up with ways that assess that engagement, like the way that Atusa was saying, by, by publishing and promoting just how many things were downloaded so that people can associate with social media dissemination a higher level of engagement. But also reminding that even things like this, like Easel Studio or YouTube channels, where you can be viewed by many more people than even a plenary session, how are you going to get the word out? How are you going to get the people that you want to attend your online seminar uh, to know about it? And the answer is Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, um,
2: I, I think that uh, uh, what Elliot says about uh, the value that these agencies um, uh, think that the social media have, uh, maybe it is changing. It, and maybe it is changing because our governmental agencies, for example, have a stronger um, position in the social media since the uh, last few years, two to three years. So I think that when we, we need to design or we are asked about a dissemination plan of our research, it is important to include how we are planning to uh, Deliverage all this information not only for our peers, our uh, the scientific community but also to the general population and that's one of the reasons that I hope that it was a, a wise decision to include a journalist in our uh, research group at the institute because they have another point of view about how to disseminate all this knowledge or this activity and the and uh, the good thing about the social media is that they, they are cheap, they, you don't need a lot of money to design a good campaign of uh, communication there.
1: That's a very good point and I want to go deeper to the dissemination uh, style and way, because uh, previous data showed that the way that you disseminate your research can have an impact in the in the reads, in the downloads and in the citations. So, what kind of a style of dissemination do you recommend in Twitter? Because you have a very limited uh, number of words and, and characters. Uh, so how
3: would you or how do you uh, disseminate your, your studies or other studies? Yeah, maybe I could start by just yeah. briefly summarizing what you were hinting at. We did together a study where we randomized papers that were published at the Journal of Hepatology to either get a standard graphical abstract or what we call three facts in a story where you got to see the author who wrote the paper and understand their personal motivations for the work and what they thought was important about it. And they got more impressions. They got equivalent amounts of retweets, but they got significantly more article downloads. And although it's not significant, we've been following it over time, and the citation rate is numerically substantially higher in that group. And what that tells you is that people are looking for two things. They're looking for, one, a connection, a human connection to the work, to be motivated to go the extra mile, to put in their password and download that PDF. And that, two, they, pri- they prize craft, that they want to see that somebody use the limits of within the limits of that platform, the ability to reach somebody within that limited characters and tell a story. It's very easy to just show the graphical abstract or put up a flowchart or put up a, uh, a video and say, look at this. And people may stop and look at it. The engagements might be huge, but does the information stick? And does it change what you will do in the next couple of hours downloading the paper or a couple of years, the way you manage patients? That's what matters. And I think that's what we will see with the more effort that you put into telling your personal story.
0: Yeah, I think for me, um, if I am I, I find myself the same way as um as was saying and and Juan that you know more and more I rely on liver twitter as opposed to going to pubmed for searching and what i what i when i when i personally look when the the clickbait for me is when it starts with why do i need to care about this paper so if the if the sharing of that paper starts with Elias saying do you know why you need to care about this thing that was published that te- that gets my attention as opposed to this is a new paper in this, even when it shares what is the topic and what are the findings, hearing why I should care, uh, I think it is important for scientific community. And also, if you are trying to share your work with um, patients, uh, there are very specific, you know, um, um, uh, you know, PSC partners and others who specifically translate um, the scientific paper to. So how is this going to be relevant to your um, care or um, the type of, you know, medication that are coming down the pipe? And um, I don't think that there is a way to bridge that gap um, if somebody is just looking, is just downloading stuff from journal or going to PubMed.
3: Yeah, I think you actually raise a really good point that the patients, uh, they, they have much higher standards than we do. And whether or not they will think that something is worth their time uh, requires a a lot of deliberate outreach. And people like PSC Partners or Punita Tandon and cirrhosiscare.ca, they're doing great work at figuring out how to reach and motivate people to care about a relatively uh, 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 unknown condition uh, full of unmet needs and and making sure that people feel that they can trust that resource and, and click the link, that's a skill, a skill that takes tons of practice and uh, re- requires uh, a multidisciplinary effort. Yeah,
2: probably more, there is a lot of people that thinks that uh, the time that you need to, to make a tweet is seconds or maybe two to three minutes, but usually it takes more than 30 minutes or, or even more if you include uh, some infographics or some images or uh, a- anything else uh, because it takes time. It takes time to, to uh, send something that uh, the people uh, look, when the people look in their Thailand uh, capture them. And, and another thing that I think it is important uh, is who tweets in the case of Twitter. It is not the same, a journal, which is, yes, there are people behind a journal, but there is not, you don't see the people in the tweet, you see the journal um, Compare with, with a person. For example, uh, I, 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 uh, I remember a, t- a tweet from Ramon Bataller, from Barcelona, um, about uh, a paper uh, uh, related to uh, alcoholic liver disease that have a lot of retweets, uh, likes and, and engagement. And the same paper uh, tweeted by the journal have, at least it yeah. seems that they have uh, very few attention. And I'm sure that attention, it, it is not very different, but we like
1: to engage with people and we believe in the people we know. Yeah, I fully agree, and we need this kind of senior influencers on Twitter. Uh, regarding Twitter profiles and and Liber Twitter profiles, uh, what is your idea of the current uh, users and uh, what uh, profiles are are underrepresented in in the in the in the social network?
3: Well, I I think that one uh, 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 named you know one of the sort of the the MVP as it were Ramon. Uh, yeah, it, we we need people like that because. One of the values of being part of this community is hearing from people that have the insights to generate the conversation to um, to know where the gaps are, where the controversy is, so that we can talk, and then also the, someone to chime in at the end with, with the expert answer where 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 you where you would need an expert. We have people like him and Lupe and in the past Bosch, uh, but we also have the learners. So the key ingredients here are. The the, the the learners, the other peoples who have nothing to do with liver disease, uh, cardiology, obstetrics that will that will be able to comment or add or influence in parallel the the things that we think about our different fields and and that's why it's great that it's all part of the same universe that we're not just existing in one federated uh, little bubble. I definitely think it would be great if we had uh, uh, more uh as, as senior clinicians that felt comfortable uh not sharing their uh, not spending all time with us but at least some uh, uh but uh i think that would be a huge plus
0: i agree i think one important thing that i want to bring up is that um you know as a obviously not a senior and a junior member of liver twitter i um really value the fact that uh the the reason to comment or engage um, with, um, you know, MVPs or those who tweet is basically your desire to engage, right? So there is no sort of this hierarchy or medicine that we're all used to it. You know, you always go to the same conferences, you hear from the same people, and you probably won't go to the podium and ask a question in a a conference room that has like a thousand people. Uh, But on Twitter, you can ask a question um, from Elliot and don't feel like, you know, um, you're being judged. Um, So I, I do think there is a very unique value in that. And I think it is up to us maybe to show the more... Senior faculty or um, hepatologist, that it's not either or. Like you don't have to pick a side. You could be a senior faculty who has not been involved, but you know, give chunks of time the same way as we did with Journal Club and Lupe. You know, it we you know practice and she really enjoyed it. But to bring them on on you know not all the time, but in you know specific intervals to basically give that expert opinion.
1: Uh, in this regard, some uh, unique value provided by senior uh, Twitter users is the the publication of tutorials uh, on uh, specific clinical aspects. Now, I want to ask you uh, what is the impact of these tutorials in the clinical routine practice? Do you have any any data or any experience on
3: that? Well, I'll, I'll just say a couple of things. Uh, one is that I I, the, I I'll get personal. Uh, messages saying that people like it, that they've learned from it, that they feel that the information has stuck. And for me, that is my uh, experience. Whether or not it changes clinical practice, we don't know. And I continue to beg and plead for people to do uh, that kind of investigation. But if you take, for example, Abby Phillips, right? So this, the liver doc from India, this this is a guy who has used the tutorial format to bring to life uh both the the public health threat to drug-induced liver injury but also the plight of those with alcohol-related liver disease and he has educated people around the world about conditions that were previously uh unknown to them or the pathophysiology pathophys pathophys that was previously uh c- unclear to them and uh, uh you, you'll you'll see in the responses how much it means and i think that's good enough for me to know that this is a format that works.
1: We are coming to the end. I would like to finally uh, understand and know a little bit on your perspectives, challenges and opportunities. How do you envision this in the liver tutor community? So very briefly, but I would really appreciate if you can provide your thoughts on this.
3: Well, I think the key ingredients for the health of this community, which is because we are small, right? Is to stick together. We need a critical mass. We need to have continued free-flowing discussion of people that are willing to participate in the back and forth. We need an audience. We need learners. They're not going to be hepatologists. They're the people that consult us, the people that learn from us in medical school, and we need input from people to learn from the people in in, in allied fields. Uh, and so uh, the the critical mass of all of those ingredients is happening at this time in Twitter, and it's important for people that. Uh, are active in this platform to continue to cultivate that. I don't know if others have other other uh, points to make. Yeah,
2: I, I, I completely agree. Uh, the, the important thing is the community.
3: The the
2: community right now it is on on Twitter. We don't know what will be the place in 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 the two or three years ahead of us, uh, or even if the way we engage it is the same as we do right now on Twitter. Probably will be different. But the, 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 the important thing is that right now and in the future, uh, we know that we can have a community of thousands of, of people, of, of, uh, of scientists interested in liver disease that we can connect in this case on Twitter and to uh, be updated, to engage, to disseminate our knowledge, our work, and uh, uh, I, I personally don't know what would happen, but I I would like to be there when uh, these changes uh, will be implemented.
0: I agree with you both. I think the value is in the community and we should make any effort not to lose the community that we have continued to build and will continue to build, so.
2: And the metric says that the community is still growing. That's important. More than 10 million impressions every week without any international meeting, of course.
1: Well, that's a final fantastic message. So we came into the end of this ISL Studio. Thank you very much, uh, Atosha, Juan and Elliot for this excellent and inspiring discussion. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. you. (laughs) Goodbye.